This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Day, Lori and Julia, show my talk with our 7-1 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Lori, Lori's doing some arm things. Donnie, what I got are you doing? Tonight what does that have bowling? to do with bowling? Well, I, I doing? maybe haven't done my shoulder exercises <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. You know, and I'm just kind of warming up for bowling. Oh, all right. Yeah. Doing it four hours in advance. Yeah, I was going to say, it's four <laughs> hours away. Well, it's good. Yeah, so, Julia, how was your soiree last night oh, at your house? It was nice. It was lovely. You know, it was nice to see. You know, just a bunch of group of girls, different people coming, and yeah, it was fun. Good. Yeah, it was really fun. My game continues to be a hit. What's the game again? Because someone it's uh, called tweeted four us. play. I think. I think it's is called, that the one with the round? Discs? Yeah, it's the round cards. It's like Spot It, which a lot of like Learning RX is the first place I ever played Spot It. Uh-huh. And it's like a round deck of cards in a canister, and they have Spot It for all these different versions. Yeah, but it's kind of a dirty version of Spot It, and so like, I don't even know what it's that means. Sex toy Spot It. It's like sex toys. Find something around your but house that no, could be a... No, no, no. Oh, okay. So the game... Candles. <laughs> so it's like, who can... You deal out this deck of round cards until okay. the deck is dealt out and you have one left. And you flip it over in the middle and everyone takes their top card and tries to find something on that card like book. And you have it on your little round card. And it's the first one to discard all their cards. But this is dirty. And so my trick is... Not letting anyone see the cards first, because when they try to describe what they're what they have on their card going on another card, it's very funny. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> like pearl beads uh-huh. might be something oh. else, uh-huh. or there's these two blue things, and I just called them blue boobs, but they were blue balls. Yeah. And then there's like an Eiffel Tower. I dare someone to look that up. <laughs> um, and there's a toss salad. Oh, my and I Lord. dare, and there's like a, a butt, you know, something that you would put in the bottom of your tub. Stopper. Plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then, then it, the conversation, but first after you first play your first round where no one knows what anything is yeah. and it's hysterical watching everyone go, whatever that thing is that's pink and does that thing, you know, and all that, uh, um, doggy style, you know, and just whatever. Yeah. And they're so, it's so funny. It's black and white where, little jacket. I got it from Pookie for my birthday oh, last year fine. and I never played it and I thought it was just spotted a new one. 
And then I brought it to Montana to play with the kids. Yeah. The and, dirty version? Oh, yes. Oh, and word. so all of a sudden, Marabou is just... And then I hear it, Sully come over. My nephew is like sophomore. And then my brother-in-law, what is going on over here? Deal me in. <laughs> but we had the funniest conversations about it. And and the guy just tells you what it is. It doesn't tell you what it is what it is. Okay, got so it. So what I always thought, toss salad. And I said to my friends, I say, because then... Very famous episode of Girls oh, yes. with uh, Allison yes. Williams. No details of it. And, and uh-huh. I never really knew exactly what it was. And it wasn't what I thought. And then when you describe it, it's so funny. We You all just sit there and have a very funny conversation. It's a fun, just rowdy game that makes people laugh all right and it's just funny when no one knows what anything is and you're like hey the square thing with little dots in it the pills you yeah. know yeah, yeah, pregnancy yeah. test oh my gosh i'd Penis love to pop. play this game with my mom i played oh. well that's we played it at thanksgiving with Catherine's guests who thought that donnie was here for that whole story yeah, we had an was, interesting yeah. thanksgiving yeah. but it's a fun game i recommend it to people all right. Um, where, well, does, where does one purchase this game? I, well, I don't know. Oh. I'm. I would say games by James, but are they still in business? They're still in business. No, I think they are. Yeah. All of America. Yeah. I mean, Rose a game Dale. place, or I hate to say online. And what's but it called? I think it's called Floor Foreplay. I'll look it up while we're oh, on the okay. show. I had it in my bag because I was going to show you guys one day last week, but it's just really fun you need to tweet a picture of it because you've had a few people tweet at us and i didn't know how to respond okay i'll tweet a picture of it all right that would be very helpful here is just a little fyi it's an ice breaking party yeah i would say so really a conversation starter Uh uh-huh uh just want to let everyone know tomorrow that the red cross is holding this is their uh, tomorrow is their largest one-day blood drive. It's called uh, hashtag Be the Lifeline, 12 Hours of Giving. Awesome. It's their seventh annual. Um, it's the largest one they have. And anybody who's eligible, they just want people to come in. Where do you do it? It's at Oakdale, Inwood Oaks in Oakdale. You can go to uh, Red. Uh, cross.org and it's called uh, or look up up on uh, Twitter be, hashtag be the lifeline but um, anyway so it's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and it's a crucial time of the year because donations tend to decline during de- uh, December sure. and of course um, I always feel bad uh, that I I, I I need to donate because I'm a universal. You're donor. a good you're a good blood type. I'm I'm generic, but you've got a All good one. All blood is welcome, but yes, if you're a universal donor, your yeah. blood can be used for everything. Santa is the first person in line tomorrow. Oh, give I'm blood, so, so glad, and he's busy. So he that is busy, is... but December nineteenth, he's the elves have got it under control, and Mrs. Claus, of course, is hopping around. I'm I'm happy to know that I can't give blood. Because you, you sold so much in college. I no, did. She sold so <laughs> no, much. Johnny, in real life, I had for years, you know, needle marks. But I, my veins are so small, they collapse and I faint. Yeah. It's not a oh. thing for me. Yeah. It's yeah. not my, yeah, I could donate fat. If yeah. they had that fat day. Yeah, if someone was doing like universal liposuction, I've got a universal body fat yeah. type that I could give to people who need skin grafts or yeah. something. But yeah, no. All right. But it's a good thing. Donnie, you're a good one, aren't you? 
I am a universal donor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. you were being quiet over there. I just yeah. wanted to, no, I, I, I wanted to point it out that yeah. boy, you could too. I'm O negative, but that I'm I can still donate. Yeah, even though negative is only fifteen percent of the population is negative. The rest eighty five is positive. Well, think of those people that would need your blood. That's yeah. right, Tony. I mean, they use it for a surgeries and childbirth kit. Uh, complications, cancer treatments. You and I need to get off our you duffs. You need to get off your duffs. I need to tell Casey to do this. Mm-mm. Why not? Oh, he can't. He can't, Lori. Do not. No. No, that's right. He's not good with anything being poked in his body anymore. Yeah. He already did a lot of that. Yeah, well, he's okay with a couple things getting poked in his I- body. Well, Hello. back to the game we played earlier really... in the show. What is that again? Yeah, what is that again? And why would you use that as usually the next question? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mean it like oh, yeah. that. I know. That came out wrong. <laughs> so she said. Yeah, right. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, uh, when we come back, it's our we have stories we can't get enough of, and it's two juicy Hollywood stories. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It is Brad Pitt's birthday. He is 56 years old. He's my age. That's right. Mm-hmm. Keith Richards is 76. Katie Holmes' is birthday is today. Age. Yeah, I mean, no. Jeez. Wow. I mean, it's all week long. All She's week been l- just throwing bombs at me. Yeah, well, Donnie, it's a good thing you got big gloves. You got big gloves, <laughs> Well said. We know you do. So Brad spent the night before his birthday in L.A. at a Q&A for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because, of course, he and Leonardo DiCaprio and Quentin Tarantino, that movie's been nominated for both Golden Globes and Screen Actor Guild Awards, and Leonardo is fresh off his dance move at, at Diddy's party. You know that, you know, I've heard from people who watched once. We saw it in the movie theater. Yeah. I've heard from people who saw it at home. Absolutely loved it. My so, mom saw it two days in a row, back to back. Right. Because she wanted to see Brad on top of the house, shirtless, <laughs> doing whatever he was doing. And the music in it was so good. And, and the clothing. Did you love it? I I give it like a B plus. Yeah. I mean, I, I Casey liked it more than I did. Right. It feels a little bit more. He loves Tarantino. He movies. does. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Okay. He liked it because I was bit wondering if it was kind of like The Irishman, where some people really loved it and some are like, huh? Yeah. More meh. I think I think the universal thing on that movie is Tarantino could have edited twenty thirty minutes Absolutely. out of that. Absolutely, it was twenty minutes too long. Yeah, I think it was forty. So but yeah. Anyway, so that's Brad was you know celebrating. Did he stop by Jennifer Aniston's he on the way home? He didn't. Uh, but um, uh, people are like, oh, well, why can't Brad Pitt and Katie Holmes happen? <laughs> I don't see that in a million years. Well, the only... I'm just going to pause for a quick second. And the only reason I would give that even a slight pause is Katie Holmes is the unknown. She's kind of a a quiet horse whisperer. No one has screwed her, is basically what I'm saying. Jamie Foxx. Well, she is... Yeah. And and that's so bad to say. She hasn't taken as many lovers as many other people... That we know that of. we know of. Yeah. So th- I said that all wrong. So yeah. she has chosen not to take as many lovers that we know of as right. many of the other people. Well, she was so with she Jamie might... Fox for like five or six. I years. know. And Tommy before that, and then that guy from uh, Chris something. 
She was with Forever the Dog. He got a DUI. Oh, Klein. 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 Chris Klein, who was hot for a hot second. Well, That's the only reason I see that... There's mystery around her, Laurie. Yeah, but no, right. no, I don't. I don't see that at all. I'm just giving I, you my impression. I have more hope for the couple. Remember when we weren't together because you were with Angelina for 12 years after we were together for seven years. I see more the possibilities. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. But okay. the, the tabloid. Okay, the tabloid story. Two of them, um, and it's you know in touch and life and style so and no star magazine is claiming this one so life <laughs> so and style it could possibly maybe be true life at some and point. style is saying that Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau are friends with benefits well he was at her thanksgiving party i don't believe it i don't either he dogged her too bad i He's just too he i just don't believe it but the rumor i'm baffled about that uh is that Tom Cruise has begun a, another Scientology mating ritual with an unsuspecting actress. And who is it? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Right. okay. Do we know her? Oh, yeah. Who? And she could be vulnerable, and I'm worried about her. Okay, you need to call us. Okay, don't say it yet. Who we did? had a light encounter with she and her co-stars several years ago at the SAG Awards, a very delightful midnight Oh um, yeah, so Anne Hath- not Anne Hathaway, no. but it's one of the gals from um, Downton Abbey. That's Michelle correct. Dockery. That is correct. But Michelle mm-hmm. Dockery was mm-hmm. dating Fleabag's brother. Well, here's the story: Tom Cruise and Michelle Dockery dined together at the British Fashion Awards on December second, and it was a Monday night. Here's what Star reports: They clearly had a great time together. So much, in fact. That he promptly boarded her on his spaceship and flew her back to the Dianetics motherland. <laughs> and sources stress the two are taking things slow, like they're going to hold back on gestures and gifts so he can deepen their bonds as friends, which is Scientology speak for he's trying to recruit her. Oh, no. oh don't do don't it. Don't do it, Michelle. No, no, because she's with someone funny. But Tom is supposed to be charming until he has to go off script when life takes over. Right. Never oh. that book, oh, man. the making of a movie star. Anyway, I don't want to believe it, but they did have they Dinner. were they were part they were at the same table, and that's all Star Magazine needed. But I was were there other people at the table? <laughs> yeah, there were. Other so was people. it a table of twelve or two? It was a table of like eight. It was a okay. round of eight, but it was the front page of Star Magazine. I well, was at the checkout line at Lunds, and I'm like, what? Anyway, uh, also, you know, um, Clint Eastwood's movie, Richard Jewell. Oh, the, the ones that's dogging right now? Well, it may not be as dead as people thought. After a dismal opening weekend, um, and people are saying it is an excellent People drama. loved it. You know who loved it is um, Stacy and her new partner across the bay. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Hutch. They, Hutch. Hutch. They loved it. Yeah, and um, it's gaining at the box office because it... Ha- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. was up 54% on a Monday night from over the weekend, which never happens. Right. So it could be getting word of mouth and audiences may are slow to finding this and all the publicity that happened after the Washington Post revealed that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution was angry about the depiction of a female reporter might have kept people away, but now it's seeming like the word of mouth on Richard Jewell. Because a lot of critics really liked it. Sam Rockwell is in it, Kathy Bates, John Hamm, Olivia Wilde. But when the scandal about the reporter Kathy Scruggs broke, the studio seemed to back away from it because there wasn't a lot of publicity. No, there wasn't. We didn't see anybody out. So wouldn't it be ironic if movie audiences come to the rescue of this movie? Well, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. So, um, and it's a movie. It is a movie. Yeah. But it, it, they, I don't know why the studio backed away from, you know, maybe they were producing cats at the same time. No, because it's, I think it's a Warner Brothers movie. But, um, anyway, so that is what's going on in the other movie that is, uh, getting, all kinds of accolades. It got the nine-minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. I don't know when it opens here, Donnie. Maybe you can look it up. All right. Parasites. Oh, Parasites. that's scary. Oh, I don't even want to know. Korea Donnie, movie. don't tell us the date. Who wants to know? But it's nominated for everything. <laughs> it's scary. Well, here's the deal. It's Korean. It's scary yes, in Korean. Korean. It's Korean, and it w- it's also... Um, is only the second foreign language film to ever be nominated for Best Ensemble at the Screen Actor Guild Awards, uh, Life is Beautiful being the first foreign language film that was nominated in that category. So, um, and this guy did Snowpiercer, the director of this movie did Snowpiercer. With Guy, um, Guy... Oh. Tilda Swinton was yeah, in it. Yes, yes. But they no one liked that Snowpiercer. Remember, it wasn't it, that a Scandinavian I, guy's book. I don't know. That I we watched excited? it, and it was just kind of a horrible. Like a, well, I wasn't horrible, but it was a strange movie. But um, <laughs> anyway, I guess people are saying. But you really liked it. It was just kind of visually. It was like a you know nothing I could recommend or you know whatever. But um, anyway, I guess it's a highly entertaining movie, and people the buzz of it getting this Screen Actor Guild Award nomination for Best Ensemble in a Film means that, you know, at least the Hollywood peeps are liking it. And it did get, like, the nine-minute ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. And people went crazy for it at the Toronto Film Festival. So, I don't know when... It's playing its own. It is open right now. It's at at St. Anthony, Maine. It's been there for a while. Mary's telling us. All right. So, anyway, if anyone sees that movie, we need to hear from you if it is, you know, all that. All right, listen. um, What else do we know, Julia? Um, Okay, well, here's what... We have a great author coming up in about 15 minutes. Alan Eskins. A local author. One of it's one of definitely would be in our top ten list of books this year. 
I'm so excited to meet him in person. We've never met him in person, I don't think. No. And if you'd you'd like to look at uh, what the Hollywood Reporter is calling it the 12 wildest red carpet looks of the 2010s through... 2019. Well, we've got you, a yeah, they're good. The meat dress. The meat dress was the most wild, and how it was taped to the shoe and everything. Yeah. All yeah. right. Listen, we'll be back. Let's let's hit up the traffic report. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, time for a little my talk traffic. Starting near St. Paul 94 eastbound, possible crash right around Snelling Avenue to Hamlin Avenue, Highway 36 in Oak Park Heights. Watch out for a crash by Osgood Avenue to Highway 95 near Ramsey. Highway 10 westbound, a crash right around Ramsey County or Ramsey Boulevard Northwest and Taprock Street. 484 westbound near Richfield, a crash from 24th Avenue to right around Cedar Avenue. An installed vehicle blocking a lane in Burnsville, 35W southbound, right around Highway 13 to Cliff Road. And near Edina, 494 eastbound, a crash from East Bush Lake Road to West Bush Lake Road. Your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast, partly cloudy the rest of the day, 13-year high, partly cloudy 12 tonight, and partly cloudy 26 tomorrow. Right now, partly cloudy and 11 at the MyTalks. You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk keyword podcast. There's snow on the ground, love in the air, sleigh bells are ringing. This is what it's all about, the fire is warm, the angels are singing. And I don't want to miss a single thing, don't want to put an end to all this year. But as long as you're with me, it's always the time of the year. You make every day feel like it's Christmas. Never wanna stop feeling like the first thing on your wish list. Right That's a good peppy little Christmas it's song. Little song. I bet right it's on. not Johnny Mathis, uh, like no, our thing says. No, I decided to switch. Yeah, little Joe Bro. <laughs> okay. This is their holiday song this year. I like yeah. it. I like it too. So Harry Styles, uh, Rolling Stone magazine says his sophomore album Fine Line is all but a cinch. For the top spot on the Rolling Stone Top 100 album chart. This is how crazy people are for this. He is on Ellen today. She Uh did a very funny hidden camera prank. I tweeted it where a pizza gets delivered and you know she feeds him the line. And he just keeps bro. We couldn't play the audio because you got to see that. But he is, he's just so delightful. He, he does, he's. He's just yummy. He's good on film. Yeah. I mean, he's good on camera. He really is. And he was uh, obviously taped the Ellen thing because he was performing uh, across the pond on BBC Radio One's Live Lounge. And he somewhat unexpectedly launched in to a cover of Lizzo's hit Juice after he sang Adore You and Lights Up from his new album. So... Here we go. Donnie also posted uh, Harry giving us the juice giving treatment. Us the Here juice. we go. Okay. This is him. Yeah. Isn't he good? Did he look good? I haven't watched uh, the video. Did he look good? He looks, 
singing so, it. So good. Uh, and then when you sing it, no, I'm not a snack at all. Look, baby, I'm the whole damn meal is just something I never knew we needed. I like that. Yeah, really good. So uh, all in favor of uh, Harry Styles and Lizzo. Aye. Teaming up uh-huh. for a recorded yes. studio. Well, Miles, Miles Warren, who ran into her last week, I mean, she was with him. You know, she gets first dibs. Yeah. He gets first dibs. No, no, no. Harry is above everybody else ah, in the 1D crowd. So anyway, uh, Harry just covering juice. That was really quite, quite good. And, um, He's like I said, he's on Ellen today, and um, the hidden camera over the pizza prank is quite, quite funny. Now, Lizzo is everyone was talking about her last week, you know, the Lakers, the thong, yes, and all yes, of that. yes, and the Houston Rockets said, Come on, girl, yeah, but she's had to cancel two performances because of the flu. Mm, a lot of that going around, it I know, and I think so she's performing on SNL. Uh, she's the musical guest when Eddie Murphy. I think you're right. That's is that this Saturday night? I believe so. Yes, it is. It would be the last one of the season. So yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, I hope she's feeling better soon. But she had to she had to cancel two uh, concerts. So people, people are people have been sick. Yeah, I so, mean, there's been a crud going besides around. Besides what the you flu, had, the, the flu. flu is just like taking people out right and left. So it is Eddie Murphy and Lizzo this twenty um, first Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So she's got to just rest, 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 because that is going to be an epic SNL appearance, I think. With those yeah, two. that's gonna they're gonna have big ratings. I mean, I really Eddie has got to um, he's got to do you know the his Mister Roger thing. I mean, I I hope he will revisit some of his. I hope he'll revisit. Iconic. I don't think he. I think it'd be silly not to. Not but, to. You know. Uh, by the way, did we know that Liam Hemsworth had has Laura Wasser as his attorney? Yes, we did. Okay. Okay. So this you know, they were married for what eight months, something like that. Yeah, but. What happened, Lori, is their house burned down. Yeah. And so we don't know how much of it, his stuff was in there. We know a ton of her music, her masters and all this stuff burned down last year. But I mean, are you preparing for war when you book Laura you Wasser? Are. Because but I don't her, understand what he wants. Well, I don't know, but her client list, Angelina it's, Jolie, yeah. Johnny Depp, Jennifer Garner, Ryan Reynolds, Gwen Stefani. It costs a lot of money to have her. And why would he have her? Those if, were contentious divorces. Right. And what do they have to contend That's over? That's what I'm saying. There must be more that he wants out of it. They signed a prenup. Like she I has said. the upper hand. She made more money during the whole time, and maybe he wants some money. Maybe. That's the only thing reason I can think of, because there's it's not like they had a child or anything. I, I, yeah, I doubt that her people would have let her, or would have had her sign a prenup that would favor Chris Hemsworth. Well, so it's that would be weird. she wasn't even married to him, so that would have been interesting. I mean Liam Hemsworth, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a lot that w- must have went on behind closed door, but I'm just wondering he why wants, he's got a wrecking ball of an attorney because he wants something. All right, that's the only that's thing I can thing. think of because I we knew that for we've known this one for a while, and I thought wow, maybe he wants those are some big guns. Maybe he wants um, he wants it to be annulled or something. 
But you why do you need you a big gun attorney you, for no, that? No, I think it's more financial. All right. I'm going to make you listen to something else now, Joy. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Don't tell me it's going to be the Robin song. No. no. It, it is <laughs> the going. song of the decade. I need to know what it is. <laughs> we, need, we need, Donnie posted this uh, because people are, you know, asking, this was, this made me just laugh out loud um, about the... Um, the cat stars urging people oh. to give it, the film a chance amid the amusing trailer backlash. Yeah. No. So Jennifer Hudson um, singing "Memory." We heard this yesterday, but we only just heard a tiny little snippet. We well, got let the, me just take off my headset. Okay, the whole go ahead. Song it's the whole time. song. Here we go. Are we listening to the whole thing? Well, no, we don't ever oh. listen to the whole thing. All right, here we go. Licking her paw. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Facebook Live on our show? So it never sh- comes in here. I am so shocked that song doesn't tug on your heartstrings. You who loves nope. every sappy ballad in the this world. This one I don't like because really? it's always it's it doesn't build. Here. Oh yes, it does. No. Mm-mm. Very quiet ending. Yeah. I've never liked it. Okay. Because Mm-mm. is that my song? Words. I'm a, I am this one, this nothing, nope. But boy, her voice is perfect. Well, she for this I would rather listen yeah. to and I'm telling you yeah, I'm not going nowhere. Okay. You know yeah. What she, about Barbara Streisand's version of Memories? Have you ever heard her say? I don't like this song. Oh okay. I've decided because I have heard hers too. <laughs> oh, and right. I heard it in nineteen eighty. Six at the townhouse, which was one of the um, first um, university. Yes, um, gay bars. Yeah, and and it was um, drag night, and um, a woman was bar- a man. It, it there was a barber. A man was Barbara Streisand. Yeah, and I heard it then, and I think ever since then. Really? No bueno. No bueno. Oh, it's oh. one of the rare ballads that you don't like. That I hate most it. people get, and get I just all hate teared. that one. Like to me, that's the only that's the best part of cats well, is that yeah. song. Yeah, so I don't like cats. I've yeah. told you that. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, and and <laughs> but we have something funny from Stephen Colbert about cats. We'll play later in our show. Why can't we don't, we play it we're not on time. Oh, all right. We, well, we really do have time. A couple of minutes. Yeah, oh, let's play it. All right. Well, no, this is okay, yeah. this is a segment that Stephen Colbert always does called Meanwhile. Yep. I gotta find it here. All right, you find it. All right. Love. Where is that? See. Well, we've got it somewhere. But I feel like we need to talk about it. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong place. Oh, okay. surprise! <laughs> Chef surprise! Wow, there we go again. I know. Okay, I know. here we go. Meanwhile. Once in a while, a story comes along that is far too phallic for us to cover, but also far too phallic for us not to cover. Which brings us once again to our meanwhile subsegment, Peenwhile. Peenwhile. The Cats movie hits theaters this weekend, and reportedly one of its stars, Jason Derulo, isn't happy. Specifically, Derulo is bummed that the film had to digitally remove his massive penis. Because, come on. Yeah. That's what everyone wants. That's right. Yeah. From a movie about cats, <laughs> a massive human penis. <laughs> and it must definitely, for sure, be very big. Because when asked by an interviewer, you think that they airbrush your penis out of the Cats movie? Derulo replied, 125%. <laughs> 
I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Well, and he did say that. Oh, yeah. He did say that. Totally, oh, totally, totally needs oh, seven. Gosh. All right. Anyway. All right, listen, we are going to break just a couple minutes early. Uh, We've got an author joining us in studio, Alan Eskins. His amazing book, Nothing More Dangerous, uh, definitely one of our top 10 books of 2019, will be joining us in studio to talk about this book, which I think the description kind of stand by me, meets to kill a mockingbird is perfect. We'll be right back. Miss Sex Monday? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream my talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at my talk keyword podcast. Why do I pull your clothes and then ask you for space? If all is to say that is right. Hey, everybody. Well, if you've... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Got a book lover in your family that you're looking for the perfect book for. We have Alan Eskins in studio. He's best-selling author. His latest book is called Nothing More Dangerous, and uh, it's one of our favorite books of the year. It's definitely in our top ten list. Oh, thank you so much. So good. Say, Lori doesn't say this to every single author. <laughs> no, I don't. We really, I we <laughs> this really book don't. Is so good. It is so good. And um, give people the setup of Nothing More Dangerous. Nothing More Dangerous is a story of a fifth. 15- 15-year-old boy growing up in 1976, Missouri. Um, I am a Minnesotan, but I grew up in Missouri, uh, left to go to college. And so um, Bodhi is growing up in that era where I grew up. And he is a kid who he's feels like a prisoner of the woods that he used to love so much. Uh, he lives with a mother who is widowed and hasn't quite gotten over the death of Bodhi's father. Um, he lives on a dead-end gravel road. He just feels like he needs to get away and he wants to run away. And his life and world changes when a family moves in across the road from him out on this, you know, dead end gravel road. And Bodhi is white and this family is black. And through that experience, he starts to see the world through this, you know, the, the son of this family is through his eyes and he learns empathy and it opens up, you know, this, this entire world of secrets that he didn't know was going on around him. And there's a, a missing woman in the story. There's a neighbor with a dark secret. There's a bunch of moving parts here that, uh, uh, that I put in here. One of the cool things, I mean, because you start the book in your dedication, which is, you know, your acknowledgments at the beginning of the book, and usually you hear that at the end, um, that you've been working on this for over 20 years. Uh, 27, actually. I mean, so this was before, so you were a criminal attorney. Yes. And then you started writing. Yeah, I I got out of law school, and I got a job, my first job was as a judicial law clerk, and there was a side of me, this creative side, that needed exercise. I needed to do something to scratch the itch. So I started just writing a short story about this 15 year old boy. 
And because I was enjoying writing that story, I started reading books on writing technique because I, mm -hmm. I hadn't taken any classes. And then I started taking classes on writing technique. And then, so I studied for 20 years working on this manuscript. And after 20 years, it wasn't right. It wasn't finished. I didn't know why. So I put it aside, wrote five other novels, became a um, best-selling best yes, publisher. Yes. Right. And went back and rewrote this without even pulling that old manuscript out of the drawer. I, I, I outlined it and I rewrote it. Um, and when I finished it, I knew it was ready to go. And I was so excited to, to see it out there now. That's so cool. If you're just joining us, we're with Alan Eskins, and the book is Nothing More Dangerous. And a lot of people might have read The Life We Bury. The um, Deep Dark Descending. Deep Dark Descending, which I believe we had you on for before. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that Lori and I and Donnie just kind of found out today is that you've done these five novels, but this character now has already been in these novels you've done, but yes. really this is him being the young 15-year-old before he goes on to be growing up in your other novels. Exactly. Was that planned, or did it just kind of happen that way? kind of a fun little Easter egg for me, because when you are when you first start out writing, you know, you don't think, I'm going to be a published author or you know beyond that. So I'm just doing this for my own fun. And so I'd written this manuscript about this 15-year-old boy, and then I was writing this novel, um, The Life of Barry, and there was a character in the novel who was a law professor. And it dawned on me that this 15-year-old boy and this law professor were aspects of who I was at 15 and who I became after law school. So I named the law professor Bodie Sandin after this kid um, with my own head, knowing that he, this kid goes up to be this law professor. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was just kind of a little joke until um, I became a published author, and now it's a prequel. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. It is it's cool. fun knowing that. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, I, I think a poignant um, thing about this book, and I, I would describe it, you know, as a, a coming-of-age book, and I think somebody else described it as Stand By Me meets To Kill a Mockingbird, but you have a quote in the book, and I think it's, Hoke is the next-door neighbor, says to Bodie, Martin Luther King, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance yeah. and conscientious stupidity, and that does seem to encapsulate the world in which we're living right now. There is so much ignorance happening and racism, and we haven't put any of it to bed. Yeah, oddly enough, I wrote that line back in the early 90s um, to describe what life was like when I grew up in the 70s, thinking it would never be more relevant than you know that explanation. And uh, yeah, th th that is the theme of the novel. That is where Bodie starts the novel. He is a good-hearted kid, um, but he has notions of us and them that are just ingrained so deeply that he didn't, he's never questioned them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and to have that be so relevant today wasn't my intent. It, it wasn't my hope actually, mm -hmm. but uh, um, so many of the reviews that are coming back are pointing out that it has a strong relevance to today's society. Yeah. It's, and I think Lori was sad she didn't bring in her book. And I think this page 168 kind of encompasses what we're talking about here and, and Bodhi is talking with Hoke, and Hoke finally um, says that you'll never change what a person person thinks in their head or what they feel in their heart by passing a law. If a man doesn't want to look at who he is deep down, he's not going to much care about what the law says about it. I know, you're so it's wise. It's so, and, and the, <laughs> even above that, the thing about prejudice is passed yeah. down, and it's fears, and we don't even know what we fear until we us versus It's so them. good. This book is so relevant on so many levels, and it's 
so moving. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's, and you and you and you haven't got to the most moving part yet. No, so we're I just, we're I'm, we, <laughs> we I both already, have like thirty pages left, and I'm like, oh. Would you like to see nothing more dangerous be a movie, a mini series? What's happening with that? I would love to see it be a movie. Um, I actually I started studying screenwriting a couple of years ago with the notion that I was going to write the screenplay. So just. On the side, I've been writing the screenplay, and I'm about half finished with it. But mm-hmm. um, if it does ever become a movie, I would love to have them use my screenplay, at least as the foundational yeah. screenplay, to start the thing. Maybe Michael B. Jordan would be introdu- introduced right. in uh, producing this, because he just produced Just Mercy, which is based on Brian Stevenson's book about the true life story of him getting the... Um, convicted. The guy who was convicted yeah. of... You know, I just was thinking, you know, he's he's like... When I've seen him do interviews, he's like, I want to do more movies that have more message and more meaning. And so I'm just like putting it out there I, for Michael B. Jordan. And I Jamie have an Fox. agent out there um, who is who is looking around, you know, sending it around to people. And yeah. so that would, and actually we are focusing on, you know, we would like to get uh, a, a black producer or black director mm-hmm, yeah. involved um, because I can bring to the table my experiences from Missouri and that side of the story. And I would love to have. You know, someone with a different um, background yeah. to, to to add to the to the movie. And if you're joining us, we're with Alan Askins. The book is nothing more dangerous. It's such a great book, um, and it would be such a great gift. I think from anybody teenager on up. Yeah, I, mean, I feel because like it, it can a young person. Young, would yeah, like I think this. Would be, this book I too. want my kids to read this. It is definitely a crossover. Um, yeah, adult and uh, it's not a young adult novel, but no. it's a crossover. Um, we've sent it out to actually to a bunch of English teachers, high school English teachers, um, when it was in ARC form, uh, advanced reading copy form, mm-hmm. um, to get feedback on it. And we had such wonderful feedback. There's already some classes that are teaching it in the spring. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it is it is geared for both audiences. What's and one of, oh, I'm sorry. It was one of the things that struck me is, you know, this family, this black ma- family from Edina, Minnesota, moves down to Missouri where it's, he's like, the kid, Thomas, who's 15 from Edina, is like, yeah, I do all this stuff, and, you know, it's so great. And the guy's like, well, what, how boring being in the suburbs. He's like, no, we have everything. And he goes down there, and he'd never really experienced racism to that level. Yeah. And how it just blows you away, because we grew up in Minnesota, and I don't... Oh, it's I everywhere, it's everywhere, it's everywhere but I feel like... What are you talking like, about? This no, is one of the more racist no, places, Julia. But I mean, I just... Well, what Th- I, that what struck I wanted, me. What I wanted to do was create a contrast um, in that this is an upwardly mobile um, black family. Yes. So they're moving into this beautiful Victorian house where Bodie, the white kid, lives in this you know rambler dump kind of a house. And I, I wanted to kind of switch things around so that um, you know Thomas, the friend, the, the black friend across the road, plays golf. I mean, yeah. he, mm-hmm. he you know he is an upwardly mobile family, and so. Bodie's never seen that. Right. He's, he 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 associates black with what they call in the novel Goat Hill. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, this um, poor area of town, and so he's never seen that aspect. And so I I wanted to turn as many things on his head as I could as I was writing the novel. He really yeah. did. It's brilliant. We what, only have a minute left. Alan, what's the uh, last good book that you read that you're recommending? Oh goodness, uh, Ruth Wears. Um, Ruth Wears. The key. Yes, Turn oh, the key I, was oh. wonderful. Educated was wonderful. Oh, educated um, was good. Uh, um, nobody likes a booger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a chosen book, but oh, yeah. okay. I gotta throw that out there. Um, uh, yeah, so so um, there's 
a lot of good books. Yeah, out there. are you doing? Are you done with your uh, book I'm, signings? I'm right done now? with book signings. Mm-hmm. However, um, whenever I do a book signing, I always sign stock before I leave. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants a signed copy for someone on their Christmas list, um, there should be some at Once Upon a Crime, at Subtext, at Next Chapter, at the Barnes and Noble in Maple Grove, Burnsville, okay. and I may stop at the uh, Mall of America on the drive home today and sign some stock there just so there's some. Oh, stuff. nice! Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful. great thing to do. Well, we appreciate you coming in the studio again. Definitely the book "Nothing More Dangerous" in our top ten uh, books for this year is just marvelous. So I. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.